Welcome to Vitalita Health. I'm Lisa Henderson, a registered dietitian nutritionist and a proud Gen Xer. If you're a Gen Xer, you've landed in the right place. I created this podcast specifically with you in mind to provide you with current high quality information about healthy aging and healthy living during this busy time in your life. In this show, we'll approach health from a whole person perspective and we'll discuss a variety of health topics from nutrition and exercise to managing stress and emotions to sleep, cognitive health, and beyond. We'll also discuss strategies for preventing or managing chronic conditions like diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, and obesity, just to name a few. Before we jump in, just a quick reminder to subscribe or follow this show so you don't miss an episode. Also, please rate, review, or share this podcast with friends or family who might benefit from it. With all of the focus and debate about carbs and fats over the last decade, protein has really taken a back seat. But the truth is, we need all three protein, carbs, and fats in moderation to support our health and vitality now and into the long term. So I thought it would be a good idea to give you guys a primer on protein over the next couple of episodes. In today's episode, we're going to dive deep into why protein is important for health. And then in the next episode or two, I'm going to discuss the best food sources of protein. I'll talk about complete versus incomplete protein, and also discuss essential amino acids. And I'll also go over how to calculate your individual protein needs, and give you tips on how to make sure you're getting enough protein with each meal. So let's get down to the basics. Why is protein necessary for health? What are its roles in the body? What is getting protein in our diet actually doing for us from a physiological standpoint? We all know it helps to build muscle in the body, and it does do that. But it also has a wide variety of different roles beyond that, which support our health. When we eat foods that contain protein, our bodies digest and break it down, and we absorb the individual amino acids of that protein. Those amino acids then become part of your body's overall amino acid pool. They all jump in and join the party at the swimming pool. At this point, your body can draw upon and use those amino acids based on its needs. For example, if it needs to make a specific protein for your body, it will take it from the pool, the particular amino acids that it needs for this. So now I'm going to give you several examples of different types of body proteins that are created from the amino acid pool. This is how protein in your diet ends up becoming essential parts of your body, which are necessary for health. So here are several different body proteins and their roles in the body. So number one are enzymes. Enzymes in your body are made up of proteins. And enzymes are basically catalysts for important chemical reactions that occur in your body. Number two, hormones. Protein can form the basis of hormones, which are chemical messengers in the body. 
Some examples of hormones that are derived from amino acids are melatonin. Melatonin is a hormone derived from the amino acid tryptophan. Another example is dopamine. Dopamine is derived from the amino acid tyrosine. Other body proteins are transport proteins. These are involved in the transport of other molecules throughout the body. An example is hemoglobin, which transports oxygen throughout the body. Another example is albumin and also prealbumin. And these transport nutrients like vitamins and minerals throughout the body. Another example of a transport protein involves lipoproteins. And lipoproteins, these molecules are lipids or fats that have a protein coating. Another example of a transport protein involves the sodium potassium pump. This transports sodium ions out of cells and potassium ions into cells. Another example of body proteins are structural proteins, and these have a structural role in the body to support the health of bone, tissues, and muscle. And some examples are collagen, elastin, keratin. These are found in bone, teeth, skin, hair, blood vessels, nails, cartilage, and tendons. Other structural proteins are contractile proteins, and some key examples of these are actin and myosin, and these are involved in movement and in the contraction of your muscles, both voluntary movement, such as in your skeletal muscles when you decide to pick something up, and also they're involved in involuntary movement, such as in your heart muscle, which contracts without your conscious control. Proteins are also involved in acid-base balance in your body. They act as buffers. They help maintain pH balance by releasing or accepting hydrogen ions. Proteins are also involved in fluid balance. So protein in blood and protein in cells attracts water, and that helps maintain osmotic pressure. When protein in blood is decreased, water tends to leak out of blood into the interstitial space, and that causes edema or swelling. Proteins are also involved in immune health. Proteins form the basis of immunoglobulins and antibodies. These are part of the essential adaptive immune system, which respond to antigens or foreign invaders like viruses. They bind to them and they inactivate them. Amino acids and protein also contain nitrogen, and they're necessary to generate nitrogen-containing non-protein compounds in the body. A great example of this is glutathione. Glutathione is a major antioxidant which protects cells. And glutathione is composed of three amino acids, glycine, cysteine, and glutamate. Another major nitrogen-containing compound in the body are purine and pyrimidine bases, and these are essential components of DNA and RNA. And for Gen Xers, protein is important in our age group for a couple of additional reasons. So it's important to maintain lean muscle mass. After the age of 30, men and women tend to lose lean muscle mass at a rate of anywhere from 3 to 8% per decade. 
For example, if you're 50, like I'm going to be next year, in the last two decades, there's a good chance that you've lost about 10% of your lean muscle mass. And that's a concern because unless you stop that process in its tracks by taking action, you're going to continue to lose that lean mass as you get older. And this has a variety of effects, including a slower metabolism, which makes it more difficult to lose unwanted weight, and also makes it more likely that you'll gain unintended weight. Another effect of losing lean mass is the loss of some of your functional capacity, which in English means that it will affect your regular day-to-day activities, things that you take for granted right now. And along with that, you'll have decreased strength and an increased chance of injuries or falls. So it's really important now at this stage of your life to get on top of this and get ahead of that process. And you can do that with regular physical activity and by having a healthy diet, which includes an optimal amount of protein. And I'll discuss and help you figure out the right amount for you based on your individual needs in the next episode in this series. So stay tuned for that. I also want to mention that protein is really helpful for keeping your blood sugar in balance. And this is really important for all of us, but especially for those with blood sugar issues, such as people with diabetes or prediabetes. And many Gen Xers are affected by this. When you get a sufficient amount of protein with your meals, it helps maintain normal blood sugar levels and helps prevent blood sugar spikes. So just another reason why protein is beneficial. So to review, metabolism, daily functional activities, and blood sugar, three reasons why getting sufficient protein is critical for our health as Gen Xers. And this is just in addition to all the other roles that protein has that I mentioned earlier. So that's all for today. Remember to subscribe and check out the upcoming episodes in the series on protein that are coming up next week. Those will be focused on foods and how to calculate your protein needs. I'm looking forward to it. See you next week. I hope you learned something new from this episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love it if you would leave me a five-star review. As a reminder, you can visit my website, vitalitahealth.com, that's V-I-T-A-L-I-T-A, health.com, to listen directly to my podcast episodes, to read my blog on nutrition and health, and to learn more about me. In addition, I started a Facebook page for this podcast as a way to engage with my listeners and provide you with updates. So I encourage you to check that out and follow this page. Also, feel free to contact me directly at vitalitahealth at gmail.com. I hope you have an amazing week. See you right back here next week. This podcast discusses wellness strategies for health in an informational and educational manner only, with information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. This podcast is not intended to replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury. 
you should consult a physician or other trusted healthcare professional before adopting any of the suggestions in this podcast. Neither myself, Lisa Henderson, or Vita Lita Health accept any liability for any loss, damage, illness, or injury.